to think about our mortality, the reality that we will die someday. But this is an important part of the gospel. The wages of sin is death, and we are all guilty of sin. We are the children of Adam and Eve who chose to sin against God, eating the forbidden fruit in the garden, even after God warned them it would lead to death. Their sin unleashed suffering and death in the good world that God made. And once unleashed, this sinfulness, this inherent bent towards sinning, has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And so now we live in this paradox where despite the fact that we are prone to sin and God has made clear that the cost of sin is death, we find debilitating disease and death unfair and unacceptable. When we learn that someone we love has died, our natural reaction is often to say, no, that can't be right. It's hard for us to believe. When we're told that we have a terminal diagnosis, our natural instinct is to say, there must be some mistake. That can't be right. We deny death. We rage against death because we desire to live and to love forever, which is exactly what we were created to do. We long for immortality. We long for a love that is stronger than death. And we find both in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Jesus was tempted in every way that we are, but he did not sin. Jesus lived a righteous life, a life of faithfulness, truth, healing, love, and obedience. And in his ultimate act of love and obedience, Jesus took our sins upon himself as he was put to death by crucifixion. Jesus the righteous became the perfect sacrifice for our sins, accomplishing in his life and death what we could never do for ourselves. The Apostle Paul put it this way in 2 Corinthians. For our sake, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus put our sins to death as he died on the cross, and he granted us his righteousness, his standing before God. So if the wages of sin is death, the outcome of putting sin to death is life. Jesus has the love that we long for, the love that is greater than death. In his resurrection, Jesus conquered hell and death, and he led the way to our resurrection, resurrection life in him, to have eternal life, which is the longing of our souls. And so today, tonight, 
When you hear these words, declaring your mortality, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. You will also receive an invitation. Repent and believe the gospel. Apart from God, our situation is dire and helpless. Our sins have condemned us to, to death and destruction. And through the prayers we pray this evening, a mirror will be held up to us, and it will reveal many of the ways that we have sinned against God. And yet, the Lord invites us to repent, to believe the good news, that in Jesus our sins are forgiven, that G Jesus has taken on our sentence of death so that we can receive what it is we long for, eternal life and eternal love in the presence of God. In repenting, we turn from our sins and we turn to God, not because we believe that it will earn us our salvation, but because we have encountered a love so immense that we cannot receive it without fully giving ourselves over to it. As the 18th century English minister and hymn writer Isaac Watts wrote, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Jesus has done the work. We simply respond. And so with full faith in Christ's completed work, the church begins its funerals with these words. I am the resurrection and the life, says the Lord. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. And so I invite you this night to repent, to believe, and to live. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us call to mind our sin and the infinite mercy of God. Almighty God, you have created us from the dust of the earth. Grant that these ashes may be for us a symbol of our mortality and a sign of our penitence, that we may remember that it is by your grace alone that we receive the gift of eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Friends, we, in a moment, are going to invite you up to the front uh, railings to receive the imposition of ashes. Everyone is welcome to participate.
um, you can either kneel or remain standing as we, as we impose the ashes on you. Come and receive.
Friends, I invite you to take a posture of prayer as we say the penitential psalm together. Have mercy upon me, O God, in your great goodness. According to the multitude of your mercies, wipe away my offenses. Wash me thoroughly from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my faults 